Welcome to the Legal Toolkit, where you'll get the latest trends and business initiatives that help your law firm every day. Hear from the experts setting the standards for the legal, insurance, and law enforcement industries. The Legal Toolkit is brought to you by Catuno Court Reporting and Stantel Transcription, a New England-based business serving the legal community nationwide since 1966. You're listening to the Legal Talk Network. Welcome to the Legal Toolkit on Legal Talk Network. Thanks for joining us today. This is, as always, Jared Correa, Law Practice Management Advisor with Mass Lomap, which provides free and confidential consulting services to Massachusetts attorneys. For more information on Lomap service offerings, visit our website at www.masslomap.org or like our Facebook page at www.facebook.com slash masslomap in order to get our updates on your newsfeed. The Legal Toolkit is brought to you by Katuno Court Reporting. To find out more about Katuno services, visit www.katuno.cc. On the Legal Toolkit, we provide you each month with a new tool to add to your own legal toolkit so that your practices will become more and more like best practices. On today's show, we're going to be talking to Gina Walcott, the Executive Director of Lawyers Concerned for Lawyers of Massachusetts, and Tamika Farrington, the founder and principal of Spotlight Communications. Uh, they'll talk today about their insights on the prevailing job market and job searching for lawyers. So my first guest is Gina Walcott. She's the Executive Director at Lawyers Concerned for Lawyers, Massachusetts' only lawyer assistance program. Um, Gina is the first African-American director of a lawyer assistance program in the nation, and LCL provides programs and services for the Commonwealth's judges, lawyers, law students, and their families. Before LCL, Gina spent 15 years as a litigator in the public sector, with her last eight years as an assistant attorney, United States attorney for the District of Massachusetts. Last year, Gina received the Woman of Justice Award from Massachusetts Lawyers Weekly, the Women's Bar Association, and the National Association of Women Lawyers. She is an active member of the bar, serving as co-chair of the WBA Women of Color Committee, a council member of the Boston Bar Association, and she is the past president of the Massachusetts Black Lawyers Association, among other things. Welcome to the Legal Toolkit, Gina. Thank you. Our next guest is Tamika Farrington, and she's the founder and principal of Spotlight Communications. Tamika recently received the Boston Business Journal's prestigious 40 Under 40 Award, and she was named one of 30 Extraordinary Bostonians by the Boston Event Guide. She was recently appointed by Governor Deval Patrick to the Board of Massachusetts Children's Trust Fund. Tamika enjoys volunteering at the West End House Boys and Girls Club and Teen Voices, a journalism mentoring and leadership program for teen girls. Welcome to the Legal Toolkit, Tamika. Thanks so much for having me, Jared. Great. It's good to have you both on, so let's dive into the questions here. Uh, so let's start with you, Gina. Uh, what's the market look like out there for lawyers? And do you see any signs of improvement or uh, any reasons for renewed hope? Absolutely. First, let me say thank you, uh, Legal Talk Network and uh, you, Jared, and the Legal Toolkit, as well as Katuna Court Reporting for having us. This is a very timely and, and important topic. Uh, there's absolutely reasons for improvement, signs of hope, and, and renewed hope for people searching for jobs. Uh, just today on the Boston Business Journal, uh, there's an article talked which discusses the long recession and the fact that people are starting to look more in earnest. Uh, in fact, they indicate that a brighter outlook for the job market in 2011 means that 
workers no longer feel shackled to their current job. And just in January, there have been a number of job openings that have soared, including passive job seekers, which they define as people who have already have jobs and are looking anyway. That's vastly different from the climate that we've seen so far, where people have had a, a definite sense that they've been applying to jobs that don't really exist that employers are merely testing the waters and ultimately wasting their time, that they're putting out uh, job applications and not being respected in the sense that at the end of the line, they would be able to take a position. Now they're getting more and more opportunities, and there's a sense that they have options as opposed to feeling like they need to accept jobs out of desperation. Here at LCL, we run a layoff support group, and I've been able to observe and interact with some of the group members who have been laid off and some of whom I've seen over the last year, and they report that things are definitely looking up. Well, that sounds good. Hopefully 2011 will be a significant turnaround for the economy. And I will say that the LCL uh, layoffs group is a great option for attorneys who are looking for jobs. Uh, Folks should access that and allow you a chance to uh, plug that further near the end of the podcast. Um, So, Gina, since the the outlook is looking a little bit better um, and people may have some renewed sense of confidence as they go out and look for jobs, what are some useful resources for attorneys uh, who are looking for jobs? What can they access? Well, interestingly enough, uh, some of these resources they may not think of first. Uh, some of the more common ones, which I absolutely think that uh, attorneys should continue to utilize, are their local bar associations, both the state, uh, the county, and the affinity bar associations, which often are uh, putting out programming designed to help people improve their outlook, improve their marketability, uh, uh, programs on networking, on resume writing, etc. Continue to avail yourselves of those kinds of programs because ultimately networking with people can lead to contacts, which can lead to other contacts or ultimately jobs. But in addition, uh, I've noticed a number of people going back to their law school career services offices and even uh, uh, attending some of the law school programming. Recently, I was at a, a law school giving a talk to a number of 3Ls, and a couple of the people in the room identified themselves as alums. I was surprised, but then it made sense. Uh, they're in a position where, like these 3Ls, they're looking for positions. Some of them are recent graduates, and so that's something else. Something that may not occur to people is to go back to their colleges. Um, of course, colleges are contacting alums. They want you to donate. They want you to support your, your col- their college, and they're keeping track of alums. So who better that, to ask than to find out where there are alumni lawyers in your area? They will have kept track of them. If you went to school, either college or law school, in a state other than Massachusetts, there's something called reciprocity. So you contact your school and find out what colleges or law schools might have reciprocity with your university or law school uh, and, and find out what the procedure is for that. If money is an issue, Mm -hmm. I would certainly encourage people to let folks know that they are having some kind of a financial issue and to ask them if there are any discounts or complimentary program and definitely look onto the ABA's website at abanet.org because they have an entire economic recovery resources section, which includes other topics such as job search networking, career transitioning, and practice management, among other things. 
great advice and lots of good resources out there for attorneys. Um, now, Tamika, let's turn to you. Okay. You you teach job seekers how to use social media in right. their uh, search for employment. So what are some of the best social media sites for job seekers to be on and using? Sure. Um, well, the top job seeker site right now for people to be on is LinkedIn. It's the world's mm-hmm. largest professional social network with over 80 million members strong. And LinkedIn's great because it really lets you establish a professional profile and connects you to your contacts, helps you exchange knowledge, ideas, and opportunities with a really broad network of professionals. Um, so that's number one. Another great one is Twitter. Um, and many of us know Twitter kind of as fun and it's 140 characters, but Twitter is um, a social network and microblog service that allows you to answer the question of what are you doing by sending short text messages that are 140 characters in length called tweets. And um, you can really actually end up sending those tweets to job, potential job seekers and HR managers. So that's a great resource. And there's another one out there that I like called Coda. It's K-O-D-A. It's Coda.us, and it's a job site with a different twist on social recruiting. It's kind of like a hybrid of social Facebook and professional LinkedIn. And like Facebook, users um, user profiles have photos, and then after you sign up, you can add video and descriptive information about yourself, along with basic resume information. So those are some of my favorites. Oh, great. And uh, Coda, the only uh, reference I'd ever heard to that before was as a Led Zeppelin album. So I learned something new today. <laughs> right. <laughs> Uh, so what sort of tips and tricks do you have then, Tamika, for getting the most out of these services for folks who are looking for jobs? Well, social networking is just what its name means. It is networking. And this takes time, like every good networker. So you want to build your network before you need it. And take the time to get to know people and become a resource for them and vice versa. Um, with social networking, it's not who you know, it's who knows you online. And I have a friend who's so great at social networking. He's a resource. He's always making connections and, introdu- and introductions to people via LinkedIn. And that's what he's become known for. But this makes re- people really want to help you and, um, and make introductions as well because they want to return the favor. So that's a great way to get involved. Um, the other thing that you can do is use your social networks to tell people that you're actually looking for a job. So if you're on Twitter, for example, tweet that you're job searching. No one will know unless you tweet about it or um, tell your friends that you're looking. And, and keep doing this often. It doesn't happen overnight. Also, on the other side, from just the employer perspective, a lot of the corporate websites now have find us on Facebook or follow us on Twitter buttons, and there you can actually connect with them on their pages. So you can start to follow them or go to um, to their Twitter pages or their fan pages and see what their employees are tweeting about or even if there are any positions or uh, for candidates that they're seeking. The other thing that you can do, is we talked about LinkedIn earlier, you can create your detailed LinkedIn profile. So you want to use a headshot, um, consider a photo, add keywords and skills to your profile. So if you really beef it up and your profile will get found. And then from there, you want to build your network. That's connecting with other members. And um, the more connections you have on LinkedIn, the more opportunities you have. So you want to connect to people you know and trust or have a business relationship. And there's no need to go crazy and connect with everyone. But again, social networking is just like in-person networking. 
All great practical advice there. Um, and, you know, I'm glad social networking wasn't really prevalent when I was looking for the job, uh, given that I have some questionable photos on Facebook. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so, Tamika, do you believe that it's still necessary to somehow convert online relationships into personal relationships in order to make those relationships, like, actually effective? I do. I, I think it's imperative, in fact. More and more relationships are being developed online. And that's first because social networks um, allow you to filter people. And professionals these days have less and less time. Nonetheless, I tell people to think of social media or social networking as a cocktail party. So go there, use it as an introduction to network and to build a relationship, but then take it to the next level and have that cup of coffee out of the office where you can meet with someone, look them in the eyes, you know, give them a firm handshake, and they really have a chance to get to know you. So take that cocktail party mentality, that networking mentality offline and really get to the personal, uh, the personable um, relationship behind that. No substitute for a personal connection. No. Uh, so Gina, let's turn back to you now. Uh, do you see any unique pressures for new lawyers searching for jobs uh, versus more experienced attorneys who may have been laid off or out of a job and who are now re-engaging the job market? Yes. Um, each has its own share. Uh, for example, with newer lawyers, uh, they haven't built up as much of a network or legal presence or impression as people who have practiced for a while. Um, another thing is uh, they have no experience to draw on, so they're feeling uh, often a bit handicapped because they haven't had that first shot. Or if they have, they only had it for a brief period. Also, employers have been able to hire more experienced attorneys in some instances for a lot less money. So the money that they normally would have paid for a, uh, a new attorney, a new graduate, uh, they're being able to hire or have been able to hire uh, a second or third year for that money in light of the economic downturn. Uh, with more experienced lawyers, some of the unique pressures that they experience have been uh, – uh, some have felt and have been very vocal about the fact that they think their their age and their experience level has worked against them. Again, hearkening back to um, having having worked at a certain salary uh, and now people being able to hire someone with more experience at a lesser salary. So they're having to take jobs that normally they wouldn't have considered. Also, for many, their areas of practice have dried up. So they're starting from scratch 10, 12, 14 years into their practice and feeling at, at a disadvantage. I will say that things are definitely looking up, that for each of these pressures I've, I've listed, that there is something that can be done to address them. So I think that with uh, more jobs being available now, uh, we're going to see less of uh, these types of pressures becoming an issue or providing any kind of a handicap for this population. That's good. And uh, one of the great things about the services that LCL offers, I'll, I'll add here, is that um, in addition to the uh, to the job searching uh, layoffs group, you also have uh, clinicians here who can help folks with stresses and pressures uh, from the job search as well, or any attorneys who are experiencing stress. So that's tremendous. Um, so, so Tamika, let's move back to you here. Um, so what about those folks who are uncomfortable using the web, rather? How can those folks gain familiarity and acumen enough to be able to leverage the social media resources for their job search? Right. Well, in today's job market where the unemployment rate is so high at 9.4%, you really have to learn how to differentiate yourself and just sending out the old blanket resume through Monster and looking on job boards like Craigslist really isn't going to cut it anymore. 
So you want to first find out how the companies you're targeting are actually using social media to job search. Are they using LinkedIn? Is, or do they prefer to use Twitter? Are they connecting with candidates on Facebook? Once you find that out, learn one and learn it well. I know that for a lot of people, it can be overwhelming learning a new skill. But um, what you really need to do is learn it well, learn how to navigate it, build up a strong product that really showcases your skills and lets your passion come through mm-hmm. and have fun with it. So when your passion comes through, people will take a greater interest in you and just really be patient. It's not a sprint. It's a marathon. So it'll take time. But in the end, um, you're staying current and you're letting yourself be found. That's great. Um, and I found that uh, for at least the uh, attorneys, older attorneys or attorneys unfamiliar with the web, LinkedIn's a really good uh, entry point for those folks. LinkedIn is um, a great entry point. Excellent. Uh, and, and great thoughts here from both Tamika and Gina. But we're ready for our break here at uh, the Legal Toolkit. So we're going to take a short break. Uh, when we come back, we'll talk more with Gina Walcott and Tamika Farrington. Catuno Court Reporting and Stantel Transcription have been providing innovative dictation and transcription services since 1966. Our patented technologies and compliance solutions continue to set the standard for the legal community. Find out more about how we can create your legal toolkit at catuno.cc. That's C-A-T-U-O-G-N-O dot C-C or call 888-228-8646. Legal Talk Network has been producing award-winning legal podcasts since 2005. Subscribe to our RSS feed and start downloading today. It's free. All right, and welcome back to the Legal Toolkit on Legal Talk Network. Today I'm joined by Gina Walcott, Executive Director of Lawyers Concerned for Lawyers, and Tamika Farrington the founder and principal of Spotlight Communications. And let's get right back into it here at the tail end of our podcast. Gina, uh, part of the job search is managing that intense stress and worry that comes along with being unemployed. What can job searching attorneys do to maintain their sanity while they seem to be stuck? Well, uh, Jared, I'm glad you asked that. Um, while there has to be some acceptance of the fact that there are things beyond your control and that you can't change, one of the things that people can do is remember that this too shall pass. Um, chances are you've been through worse times and survived darker periods in your life. So we need to keep it all in perspective and know that it's not a reflection on you and something that you did that you might be uh, in an unemployed, uh, temporarily unemployed state. It's something that has to do with the economy. So not looking at it as a reflection of your accomplishments, which brings me to my next point. Look at some of those accomplishments. Review some of the great things that you've done. Look at your resume. Anytime you do that and think about in the process of trying to come up with contacts and some of your skill sets, think about all the great things that you've done and you'll be amazed at how much you've accomplished and haven't even taken the time to to think about. Very important is taking care of yourself. Um, Taking care of yourself includes not only physically taking care of yourself, but also making sure not to isolate yourself, resisting the urge because uh, often we feel as if we don't want to answer questions about whether or not uh, we're employed at the moment or what we're doing to to, uh, 
uh, find a job. So often we'll we'll stay away from the bar associations, the former colleagues, the family members, and other support systems when, in fact, this is the most important time to stay around these people. Bar associations and other memberships that you've held can lead to networking opportunities, which can lead to contacts and ultimately perhaps jobs. Um, So you want to resist that urge and avail yourself of any and all resources, which can be difficult, but we want to work through that. Um, Finally, one of the things to think about is to use your time wisely. What I mean by that is think about all of the people, places, and things that you may have overlooked or neglected in recent years. Use this time to reconnect with them. You'll feel better about it, but again, this can also lead to job searching opportunities and contacts. You want to come up with a plan and reevaluate whether what you thought you wanted to do in the beginning of your career is in fact still true for you and set up an accountability system. People who not only have an interest in whether or not you're doing well, but people who will say to you, last week you said you were going to contact five people. Did you, in fact, do that? It keeps you your feet close to the flame and makes sure that you're actually working on things because I know that, for instance, if I'm on a diet and I tell my sister that I'm dieting, when I'm sitting at a restaurant and, and turn around to order cheesecake, I get the look. So <laughs> if you have somebody who's checking in with you and making sure that you're holding to whatever goals you set, you're more inclined to keep them. And finally, Jared, Think of things in baby steps. If you think about having to, back to the diet again, lose 50 pounds, that's a lot more daunting than saying, I'm going to try and lose 10 pounds. And then after that 10 pounds, add another 10 pounds. So think of things in steps and come up with what steps you need to accomplish in order to meet your goal instead of thinking about the end product. Yeah. And now on that theme of avoiding the urge to become isolated, uh, what do you think of the efficacy of volunteering as a way to gain experience or to stay active while you're looking for your next full-time opportunity? I can't say enough about volunteering and availing yourself of pro bono opportunities. If you are able to do so, and I understand sometimes there are financial uh, blocks to being able to do so, um, but this is a very valuable way of staying in the game, staying relevant and in front of people who you want to be able to say, wow, I've seen her work ethic. I've seen that she's a team player. She would be a good fit for your company. People who can attest to the kind of work you are and the kind of drive that you have. You also feel better about yourself. Getting up, there's something about getting up, getting dressed, and getting out there. Continuing to hone those skills that you have. People can also use this as an opportunity to explore and look into other areas of the law that they've been contemplating, but they have no direct experience in. There are some volunteer programs which allow you to not only volunteer, but because you're volunteering, you can take CLE and other related courses in that, in that subject matter for free or at a vast mm-hmm. discount. So you're not only uh, honing your skills by getting out there and, and actually uh, doing the work, but you're also getting some educational uh, backing to it so that you're uh, presenting the best picture possible while you're trying to find out whether this is a good fit for you. You're also exposing yourself to a myriad of contacts and opportunities and other people who may see you in court, you may not even know that they're watching you, who say, wow, she's, she's dynamite, who is she? And start asking questions about you, which can lead to other contacts and ultimately job opportunities.
Great points, Gina. Thank you. Um, now I'm hungry for cheesecake, unfortunately. <laughs> um, <laughs> uh, Tamika, so the traditional job seeker prepares a resume, cover letter, sends it off to the employer. Now, social media is a different sort of game, though. Uh, what kind of information should job seekers be broadcasting online? That's right, Jared. Social media is an entirely different game. And I've seen some really zany and wacky stuff um, <laughs> in terms of people trying to set themselves apart and go the YouTube route and do a video resume. Um, but you want to be professional and you want to still keep those traditional objectives still in mind. So you want to clearly state your objective. And you also, in terms of an online resume, think about searchability and keywords words that will help you get your resume noticed and, and your search engine optimization so that your resume can really rise to the top of the search engine. So, for example, if you're an immigration attorney um, using keywords like immigration, immigration attorney, mass immigration attorney, um, helping individuals obtain visas. So, you want to mm-hmm. keep your keywords in mind. Also, you want to make sure that you, just like a traditional resume, clearly have your contact information available, but maybe this time you want to include your Twitter handle or your LinkedIn username so that people can connect with you via your social network. And just remember that your online brand is going to stay with you forever. So take it seriously and always stay professional because once it's out there, you can't take it back. Yep, that's uh, excellent points there. And this is such an important topic, and I'm glad to have, uh, Tamika, both you and Gina uh, and your thoughts on this. Thank you. that... That will just about do it for this edition of the Legal Toolkit. Remember that you can check out all of our shows at LegalTalkNetwork.com. And a very special thank you again goes out to our guests today, Gina Walcott and Tamika Farrington, whom I've enjoyed speaking with very much. Uh, Gina and Tamika, thanks for coming on the show. Thank you, Jared. This thank has been you, great. Jared. Uh, now, if any of our listeners want to get more information about you or about any of the subjects you talked about today and the organizations that you're involved in, how would they go about doing that? And uh, Gina, let's start with you. Well, Lawyers Concerned for Lawyers, our website is at www.lclma, that's Lawyers Concerned for Lawyers, Massachusetts.org, or you could call 617-482-9600. And we have a a host of a a number of different support groups, an opportunity for people to have one-on-one visits with clinicians. And remember that if, if you need help, there's no shame in seeking help, and it could be for you or a loved one, or if you just want to talk. Uh, the other thing is if you are uncomfortable calling or coming in, you can submit any question anonymously. Whatever we do, it's free and it's confidential. So you check us out or come to some of our programs and we'd love to have you. Yeah, including that uh, layoffs group you have as well, which is ongoing right now, I believe, right? Absolutely. And, and, and in, the, in the vein of de-stressing, you might want to also check out our meditation group, which meets weekly. Yeah, LCL, great organization, and uh, they do more than you might think they do. Um, Tamika, uh, how about you? How can people learn more about you and your company? Sure. So Spotlight Communications is a marketing communications firm. And if you're looking for um, private consultations or you're interested in launching social media or social networking campaigns, then you can go online to www.spotlightcommunications, all one word, dot net. 
or you can give us a call at 617-423-0040. And then we've launched an adult uh, continuing education program called Social Media U. And Social Media U really is a resource center. It includes classes. We do blogging. We do webcasts um, for people who are looking for resources or want to, um, say, harness the power of LinkedIn or just stay up on their um, social networking skills. So you can visit Social Media U online. That's a blog, www.mysocialmediau.com, and you can check out the blog there. It's tons of resources and just different um, information for people who really want to get up on social media. Great. Tremendous resources. Thank you both. Hopefully we can get some people employed listening to this <laughs> podcast. That would be great. Uh, but we've reached the end of the road for this show. And uh, last but not least, I always have to give a big shout out and thank you to our sponsor, the good folks at Katuno Court Reporting, without whom this show would not be possible. If you want more information about Katuno Court Reporting, visit www.katuno.cc. That's C-A-T-U-O-G-N-O dot C-C. And remember to join us back here next time on the Legal Toolkit. The views expressed by the participants of this program are their own and do not represent the views of, nor are they endorsed by, Legal Talk Network, its officers, directors, employees, agents, representatives, shareholders, and subsidiaries. None of the content should be considered legal advice. As always, consult a lawyer. Thanks for listening to the Legal Toolkit. Brought to you by Katuno Court Reporting and Stantel Transcription, right here on the Legal Talk Network. If you're a lawyer running a solo or small firm and you're looking for other lawyers to talk through issues you're currently facing in your practice, Join the Unbillable Hours Community Roundtable, a free virtual event on the third Thursday of every month. Lawyers from all over the country come together and meet with me, lawyer and law firm management consultant Christopher T. Anderson, to discuss best practices on topics such as marketing, client acquisition, hiring and firing, and time management. The conversation is free to join but requires a simple reservation. The link to RSVP can be found on the unbillable hour page at LegalTalkNetwork.com. We'll see you there.